More fuckable Disney villain. <laughs> Jafar from Aladdin or Hades from Hercules? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey everybody, welcome to Pick a Side Stupid. Thank you for joining us. This week we're going to be talking about cartoons. And we've got questions ranging from everything from Flintstones, Looney Tunes. we got at least one about Pinky and the Brain in here. Rugrats, Johnny Bravo. And we've also got some about some newer cartoons like BoJack Horseman. And by the end of the debate, I'm going to make a case for why I would rather be married to Batty Rubble than have one night with Wilma Flintstone. So listen for that at the end. I think I make a pretty good case for being married to Betty Rubble. I'm not sure that the judge agrees. You're going to have to listen to the end to figure that one out. But before we get into the debate, I want to make a quick case for why He-Man was the greatest cartoon of all time. I know that we all had the He-Man sheets that we kept until we wet the bed and couldn't keep them any longer when we were, I don't know, 20 years old or whatever. You know, you got to get rid of the He-Man sheets eventually, but... He-Man was pretty badass right from the very beginning when they would show him. He'd take out the sword and he would he would say, By the castle of Grayskull, I have the power. And at that moment, I think I was hooked. Like, that echoey effect. I don't know that it was the animation or anything like that. I think it was that audio. Just that echo hooked me in right away. And... The magic that would happen when he took out that sword was that he would have a wardrobe change, basically. His clothes would become less, which it seems like not the best magic power. But his tiger, which he had a he had a pet tiger that talked, by the way, and he would ride on top of... I feel like it's disrespectful to ride on top of something that talks. But that's just how badass He-Man was. So when he used his magic, his tiger would grow bigger... It would be less of a coward, and it would suddenly be covered in armor. So, pretty good power right there. The dude lived in a castle called Grayskull that looked like a skull. He fought Skeletor. He fought a muscly man with no face, just a skull on his head. And on top of all of that, He-Man was the only dude to ever pull off Uggs. Alright, you go back, look at the cartoon. This dude was wearing Uggs, and nobody said shit to him about it. Not even Tom Brady could pull off Uggs. Lastly, He-Man had a sister, which was my first cartoon crush, She-Ra. I like powerful women. What can I say? This chick would ride around on a unicorn. She had a sword of protection. It was pretty badass. All right, so next up is the debate, which was recorded at Maggie's Lounge, which we do every Friday night. Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. in Quincy. They've got great beer, delicious pizza. Come check us out. Or if you want to find a stand-up comedy show, I will be hosting... Wednesday nights at the Poor House in Boston, 8 p.m. each week. So come on out and see us some Wednesday. There's half-price chicken. It, you can't beat it. All right, enjoy the debate. Hello. Hi. Thank you all for coming to Maggie's Lounge. For pick a side, stupid. 
It's nice. They've got AC. It's nice in here. So tonight we will be debating cartoons. I should say all of these questions are loosely based on cartoons. Um, but here are your categories this week on this board that I made because Sarah is away this week. And I got to be honest with you, I, I almost gave up halfway through Disney. Like, I was like, that's enough for me. And then I saw the, Nicolo- the Nicktoons one, and I was like, no, I'll, I'll tough it out. I want to get there. So all of your questions will have to do with either Disney, uh, Flintstones, which is, I know, specific, but... But that's how old I am, is that I love that show. Uh, Nicktoons, uh, the Cartoon Network, and then there's a category called adult content. Now, this could be, yeah, this could be adult cartoons like Rick and Morty or, uh, you know, Archer. Archer, yeah, or whatever, The Simpsons, whatever people watch, uh, SpongeBob, you know, adult cartoons. <laughs> Um, they could be about those cartoons, or they could have to do with any other cartoon category, but it's kind of sexual, uh, and that's why it's adult content. So, so yeah. Uh, many of the questions could have fallen into two different categories, because you'll have, like, characters from two different ones, uh, but I just chose one. Okay. Um... So yeah, I'm excited to be doing cartoons tonight. I think my favorite cartoon as a kid was G.I. Joe, which is, yeah, okay. Three, three people that are old enough to have enjoyed the good old days when war was fun. You know? Um, my favorite character was Snake Eyes, because I just, I never knew which side he was on. And I like that about him. Um, so we're going to get right into it tonight. The first two people to the stage tonight will be Rick Harkness and Eli Levy. Okay, Rick, uh, what category would you like? Or, Rick, do you want to go first or second? Let's... I want to go first. Okay, what category would you like? We're going to go Nicktoons. Nicktoons, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, your question is, uh, who would be the better wingman at the bar? Johnny Bravo or Tommy Pickles? So this is not, I don't think it's even, it's a no-brainer, Tommy Pickles. I'm a single father. I got my little white son right here. You don't know if it's, <laughs> no, let's, no, stop, stop, stop. You don't know if I'm about that whole interracial life or if I just adopted this kid out of nowhere. We don't know what's going on with my story. But what we do know, girls are going to come up to me and talk to me about it. Gonna, he's a cute kid. I'm going to make sure I put a hat on him. He might have some white or blonde dreadlocks. You don't know what I'm going to do with Tommy Pickles. But fuck Tommy Pickles up. But in a cute way. And a nigga's pigeon-toed. Like, I can't lose. I, can't, I cannot lose. I will not lose because I'm going to... It's Tommy Pickles. I'm a single father, which is battling a lot of stereotypes. So I can literally go to a Trump rally, and I'm going to be good. 
and I just I got Tommy Pickles here on my bicep, and it's gonna be cool. And I'm gonna have him doing the crip walk, and because he naturally crip walks. But um, <laughs> but I'm uh, we're gonna do all of that, and yeah, hell yeah, it's a no-brainer. You choose Tommy Pickles as a single father. Time. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Bravo is the clear better wingman because women hate him so much that if he says anything to them, I just got to be like, what an asshole. (laughs) And that's all I need. And he could do that every day to a different woman and it would work every single time. And that's all the time I need. Um, So he has 30 seconds. You have 30 seconds, Rick, for a rebuttal. So you're... Defense is that he's going to become like every other nigga in the Me Too movement. That's what it is. You want the biggest, uh, you want the biggest aggressor of the Me Too movement. Other than Trump, that's who you want to be your wingman is Johnny Bravo. You will be fucking thrown on. I'm pretty sure black women are going to put you on the fucking radar. Angela Rye and all of them going to put you on that fucking radar under. No, you don't want that. Johnny Bravo is not the time and place right now. Hell no. This nigga even texting a bitch like, no, no. You don't want that. No, hell no. That's me. Uh, no matter how much they hate me, they'll still kick Johnny Bravo's ass first. <laughs> All right. Uh, great first debate of the night. I have to hand the win to Rick Harkness. Okay, so a bunch of stuff happened. You don't really need to know all of it, but know this. Erica Lindquist just won about five debates in a row, and now she's going up against Craig Biedemann. Next up, everybody, please welcome Craig Biedemann. (laughs) Erica, would you like to go first or second? I'm going to try to go second. Okay. Craig, what category would you like? Mm Uh, adult content. Okay. Hey. Your question is from Katie Ham. Oh, that's my best friend. Katie asks, would you rather date a smart, depressed alcoholic like BoJack Horseman or his naive, happy rival, Mr. Peanut Butter? So, I would rather date someone with depression and alcoholism because I am a recovering alcoholic who has a whole lot of bipolar depression because I would have someone to relate to. And that's wonderful. Because being around someone who's happy all the time is fucking boring. Because they don't want to do jack shit all the time except fun step outside. Which, yes, you know I go outside a lot because I do a lot of running. But that's because of the depression. What's the name of the other one? Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> Is there a romantic relationship? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, <laughs> every relationship we know is based on trickery and deceit, uh, <laughs> which is why <laughs> this peanut butter man is the better suitor. <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter Man will try his darndest to make you happy, and then when you, when you have to go out and like sneak around and do your thing, he's, he's cool. <laughs> he's like, as long as you come back, I'm okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it seems like if you're honest, you'd be like, okay, do you want to get a 
You want to get pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr. Peanut Butter is so fucking annoying. God damn. And all he does is ride the coattails of BoJack the entire fucking show. I would rather be with BoJack so we can just chill the fuck out and be sad and listen to the Smiths and the Cure and just not go outside. Well, Mr. Peanut Butter Man is better because he doesn't need to ride BoJack's coattails anymore. He can ride these coattails. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like the shins or whatever they're called. I want you to make me a mix of Mariah Carey and Britney Spears. All right, I hand the win to Erica Lindquist. Now, on to the bracket. So, first up tonight, everybody please welcome Ted Pettingell and Anthony Massa. Ted, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Anthony, pick your category. i pick Cartoon Network, please. Okay. Uh... Another question from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! (laughs) He asks, would you rather an anvil fall on your head and turn you into an accordion or a piano fall on you and then you smile and your teeth have been replaced by piano keys? I think this one is a lot easier than it sounds. Uh, You're going to want the piano teeth. If you turn into an accordion, your spine is definitely broken <laughs> in multiple places. Uh, that, that's, that's forever. You could get new teeth. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go with... And you could play songs with your teeth in Times Square. And that's a, you don't even have to buy an expensive keyboard. You just, and the novelty of that, that's money. So the logical answer is piano teeth. Thank you. Yeah, my opponent is clearly an elitist favoring the classical white man's music of the grand piano. Oh, you can get new teeth. Who's got dental insurance? This guy. I'm in favor of the hardworking immigrants with their accordion, dirty gypsy music that... Everyone can enjoy. Whoever has heard a piano and was like, that's for me, rich whiteies, that's who. <laughs> so in conclusion, accordions. <laughs> I have a two-point rebuttal. I do not have good dental. <laughs> as is clear from when I smile. And two... I didn't... You called gypsy music dirty. That's a lot worse than liking piano music. (laughs) I am elitist, but still, you know? Piano teeth. I did call it dirty because it's sexy and fun. (laughs) And you, you... 
and you can dance a jig to it. <laughs> and you're going to want to dance a jig because you've been working hard all day as a blacksmith at your dirty <laughs> grit shop <laughs> where you got to use an anvil, and then it's insult to injury because the man is dropping an anvil on your head. <laughs> all right, I hand the way to Ted Pettingale. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Angela Sawyer and Mairead Dickinson. Okay, Angela, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I will go first. Okay, what category would you like? All right. Thank God for the old people categories. <laughs> uh, all right. Your question is from Zach Jones. Zach Jones. He asks, which Flintstones appliance animal has the worst job? The woolly mammoth who has to act as a shower or the little bird who has to chisel the picture from inside the camera? Okay. <laughs> Clearly, there's like a vibrator bird or like a dildo bird that we're just not seeing on the show. And that is obviously the very worst of the jobs. I don't know about you guys, but I keep my toys near the shower. So I think the woolly mammoth probably has it worse just by the association of having to hang out with the sex birds. Also, uh, on this very hot day, I think the bedrock might have mold problems. And I feel like the woolly mammoth is never going to get a chance. Like, he can't leave the shower area. That's, uh, that's just got to be, like, do you want to be furry and be in a shower all the time? That's a horrible life. It's a horrible life. Uh, so it's a bummer to be that. Uh, and um, Time. Good. I think uh, being the bird trapped in the camera would be like tra being trapped in a boring Facebook album that won't fucking end. <laughs> if I want to see people, I want to see them at their most vulnerable. I want to see them when they don't want to see me. I want to be that fly on the wall. I like to spy on people. <laughs> Do you think I want to chisel the same selfie over and over and over again? From different angles. Fred, you're not going to look any better. <laughs> but I want to spy on you in the shower. That's just my thing. Some people are voyeurs, okay? Time to me. Uh, I think the, the camera bird, for one, I'm sure it's autopilot to just, like, tap out Fred's face, whatever. Fred's not the guy who's going to check that picture for accuracy. It's an easy job to be lazy at. But, like... Having to see Fred's butt day after day, over and over again, that's got to hurt on your heart. It's just got to. Personally, I like to take something dirty and make it clean. <laughs> I, uh, if, my, if I had a kink, it would be just watching videos of vacuuming up uh, dust balls. So personally, I would love that job. Make me a mammoth. 
All right. Uh, God, tough call here. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but I hand the win to Murray Dickinson. Next up, please welcome Chloe Cunha and Sean Connolly. Okay, Chloe, would you like to go first or second? Second, okay. Sean, what category would you like? Uh, let's go with adult content. Yeah. Okay, your question is... Your question is from Bill McMorrow. Damn he, it. <laughs> he asks, would you rather... Uh, which would you rather have your lover whisper in your ear... <laughs> At the point of climax. Yabba dabba do? Or that's all, folks. Uh, that's all, folks. Uh, just because I was born with a stutter, so that's why I, 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 uh, I'm just, I just talked about it and I started in front of you all just now. Uh, it's a mental tick, uh, and so I just really uh, equate myself with uh, Porky Pig. Also, I've got a little bit of the tummy, just like Porky Pig. It's a, it's a cute one. It's like a cute little Buddha belly like Porky Pig does, and uh, so uh, just just as the hole is about to close, I'll say that's all, folks, right in, um, <laughs> into the hole. Um, that was a vagina joke. I'm sorry. Um, Chloe, you know more about vaginas. You talk now. <laughs> Hello, my name is Chloe Cunha. I know a lot about vaginas. Um, I, <laughs> I, so I would rather that my partner say yabba dabba do. Um, because if anyone remembers the Flintstones classic show, that is, a, that is um, a, a, an exclamation of joy. You know, it's... It's, that's all, folks, implies that you're done. There could be several Yabba Dabba Doos, okay? There could be several. Look, my partner is not finishing when they come, okay? We're gonna Yabba Dabba Do all damn night long, okay? A really great point. <laughs> However, Looney Tunes were originally shown in short bits numerous times over and over again in the movies in the 30s and 40s. So we can, that's all folks, in the dark for hours. And it'll be on repeat. The same that's all folks is all the time. Chloe, you definitely won this one. If you want to just have this be a 30-second acceptance speech, I support that. Um... I would like to thank uh, the Academy. Um, uh, lesbian sex. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's all, folks. You have to, like, reload, but yabba dabba do. we can just go right again. I mean... <laughs> We don't need time, you know? We can keep time. going. How right. dare you say time's up to her? <laughs> All right. I hand the win to Chloe Cunha. Oh. 
There's a point that we uh, glossed over there where Sean said that he was born with a stutter, which sounds uh, sad until you realize that he, at birth he could talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, everyone, please welcome... Oh. Zach Jones and Erica Lindquist. Okay, Zach, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Erica, what category would you like? I will stick with adult content. Okay. Your question is... From Katie Ham. Katie asks, more fuckable Disney villain. <laughs> Jafar from Aladdin or Hades from Hercules? <laughs> There's something that just struck me when I watched Hercules about the the god with hair on fire. <laughs> Nothing is quite as hot. <laughs> As a demon god, <laughs> but I don't know is correct. He also has like a whole gang and cronies. He has the power. There's nothing you want more than like unlimited power if you are gonna screw a villain. Um, he's a fun time. He has spunky little sidekicks to do errands for you. Um, more so than the Jafar, he has an annoying bird. Um, I don't know if you've had sex in a room with a bird. <laughs> But it's a lot of just like, ah, like not from you, like not, <laughs> not fun. So uh, Hades is a character from uh, Greek mythology, and if you know anything about Greek mythology, the gods fuck, Zeus fucks, Hera fucks, Poseidon fucks. Hades does not fuck. <laughs> Hades is sad, all alone in his demon world. That guy does not fuck. Despite having godlike powers, he is that still unappealing that the man cannot fuck. Jafar, on the other hand, Jafar's a sexy dude. He's got, he's got that nice facial hair going on. He's got a cool hat. Uh, he's got that staff. What that staff do? Let's find out. Give me a sad boy any day. I'll take that challenge. <laughs> Sad boy, <laughs> come here. <laughs> See if you can turn it upside down. <laughs> but also, Jafari lives in a desert. I hate the beach. I can't stand sand. If there's going to be sand anywhere near my vagina, <laughs> I will leave. <laughs> I will go away. I don't mind that he's sad. I can also get sad. Let's Time. get more sad. I mean, Hades is also voiced by James Woods, though, who's like a crazy Trump supporter. He's lost his mind. I don't know if you're aware of this. You know, we find out like every couple of days, oh, that, uh, that uh, B-list actor I haven't remembered in 10 years, turns out they're absolutely crazy. Uh, that's James Woods now. Um, and then also, uh, there's not sand in the palace. Do you not know how palaces work? They keep that clean. All right, I got to hand the wind to Erica Lindquist. Okay. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Erica Lindquist and Jen Berkowitz. Okay, Jenna, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Erica, what category would you like? We have uh, three categories left. It is the Flintstones, Cartoon Network, and Nicktoons. Ooh. Well, I've seen the most Nicktoons. Okay. (laughs) Hopefully. Your question is from Chloe Cunha. Oh. She asks, which would you rather have as a pet? A giant snail named Gary... Or a giant red dog named Clifford. I would rather have the cutest, slimiest little snail named Gary. Because in the age of our cats better, our dogs better, we have yet to open our eyes to see the snail on the ground. I can talk through cat-like meows. I like Gary because he's very portable. Uh, I can put him in my bag, sneak him onto the airplane. (laughs) Even though legally he's considered like an invasive species in many states, no one will catch him when he's under my arm. (laughs) Slimy. And since I'm a sweaty person, no one will be like, why are you just covered in slime? I'm always moist. There is no our cats better, our dogs better debate. Dogs are better. Clifford is a dog. Clifford is better. Hey! Clifford, like, and also for me now, tonight I'm just talking about what pets are better. Like this, I thought this was about cartoons, but I guess not. And Clifford, you can ride him. You don't need to go on a plane. I do like the idea of having a dog in my purse or like the snout slimy. I don't do slimy. Like, just yuck. But... Clifford, I feel like he's got a long stride, so he'd be, like, faster, like, than a, like the Acela. It always gets stuck. So, like, at least faster than that. Maybe not as fast as a plane. You can travel with him. He's red, which is, like, exciting and cute. And what's his... Emily Elizabeth? She's fun, too, but, like, bitch better get away from my dog. And, yeah, dogs are always, always better. Normally, I would agree with you. But this is not any dog. <laughs> this is... Clifford, the big red dog. I want to talk for a second about something no one wants to talk about, anuses. (laughs) Clifford has an anus the size of a house. (laughs) The poop that comes out of there requires its own zip code. (laughs) I would rather... Time. You make a very good point. I do have a gag reflex when I, like, pick up dog poop. But, like, obviously Clifford... So you guys know why Clifford's so big? It's because of all the love that Emily Elizabeth gave him. Like, that's why he's so big. And, like, it's amazing. And you know what? I bet you that love makes his shit not stink. And Clifford, like, yeah. Slime poop is better than slime. I know, I know. Hot take. Hot take. But, yeah. (laughs) That's it. All right. I got to hand the win to Erica Lindquist. All right. We're down to the final four. Down to the final four. Everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingell and Murray Dickinson. (laughs) 
Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, you can choose Cartoon Network or Flintstones. Cartoon Network. Okay. Your question. Ah, <laughs> oh, that hurts so bad. Uh. <laughs> Your question is from Katie Ham. Katie asks, Scrappy-Doo, part of the gang or annoying little brat? I'm sorry, what was... <laughs> Scrappy-Doo. It's like uh, Scooby-Doo's little nephew or cousin? <laughs> nephew? It's Scooby-Doo's little nephew. He looks just like Scooby-Doo, but smaller. All right, calm down, everyone. <laughs> Not a part of the gang. Didn't learn about him until just now. <laughs> Scooby-Doo's my day one. We go back. Scooby-Doo, always there to solve crimes. Where's Scrappy just coming around to soak in the fame? I think not, baby bitch. That's right. Scrappy, you know what? I want to fight him. Listen, I want you all to think about it. We've all been down. We've all been out. We've all felt small. But then we thought, hey, I can do this. I'm part of the gang. I'm scrappy. I'm just like scrappy do. And I can do anything some fucking stoned hippie <laughs> or some closet lesbian or a giant dog or a date rapist in an ascot can do. I can do it all because I'm scrappy. I'm part of the gang, goddammit. My opponent here is like, oh, the little guy. He can't do anything. Well, go back to Russia. Time. Okay, I want to say something. I want to clarify the record. I have never felt small. I weighed in 15 pounds when I was born. My brothers made a joke about me where they called me a nice and chubby baby. So if you guys don't want me to win, then you want me to not be a nice and chubby baby. I don't know where I was going with that. So in conclusion... Uh, Time. <laughs> I will not stand here and allow my opponent to skinny shame any of you. <laughs> All body types are acceptable. Let's get in a big van and smoke some weed with a weird dog. <laughs> and if that weird dog's tiny nephew happens to be here, let's get him high too, because he's part of the gang. <laughs> All right, I have the way to Ted Pettigall. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome Erica Lindquist and Mike Dorval. Okay, we still have... Uh, Mike, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I will go second. Second. Okay. 
Erica, you can choose from Cartoon Network or Flintstones. I will take Cartoon Network. Okay. Your question is, uh, what was the better plot by Brain, by the Brain, to take over the world? Uh, subliminal messaging as country star Bubba Bo Bob Brain, <laughs> or locking everyone's cars in their garages, forcing them to ride bicycles and cripple the petroleum industry, bringing the world to its knees. I think that the best thing he did was the subliminal messaging because it made it out of the cartoons. It's happening today. Your phone is listening to everything you say. Your Instagram is like, to try this thing here. And as Bubba the Hoosits and Boozits, the lovable country star, everyone's like, oh, he would never do us wrong. He's a lovable dude on the radio. Uh, he's uh, clearly the best thing. Um, and before you know it, you're just buying loads of petroleum uh, or something. There you go. <laughs> well, first of all, it was incredibly smart of the brain to not only plot to take over the world, but to be environmentally aware enough to say that I want to have a world to take over when it's done. <laughs> he crippled the petroleum industry and saved the world. That mouse was a savior. He was a saint. There you go. And he didn't even think through the country thing because he had thought it through. He actually succeeded with the country music thing and then he was so annoyed with everybody at the country music awards, he said, fuck this, I'm going to tell everybody what's actually going on. He didn't even think that plan through. It wasn't even a fruitful plan. No contest. Sure, country can get really annoying, but you know what else is really annoying? Bike shorts. And the people who wear them... Uh, how many times you go around and they go, woo, 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 woo. They're like, left side, right side, left side, right. And you can't even look. They're so fast. They're everywhere. Subliminal messaging is the most powerful thing because it will last forever. And you can just get hordes of people to follow you. Okay. You know what's pretty good is people in bike shorts who actually ride bikes regularly. The only problem with bike shorts is that people wear them like once every two weeks when they finally get on Mem Drive to ride their bike. If there was no petroleum and no cars, everyone would be wearing their bike shorts and it would be heaven because everyone would belong in bike shorts. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the wind to Mike Dorval. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingal. That's right here. All right, Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, your only uh, category left is the Flintstones. So, ah, oh, goddamn, that hurts. Okay. Um, your question, Mike, is. Uh, a toddler that can lift a car. Uh, helpful or terrifying? A toddler that can lift a car would be incredibly helpful. As someone who's had a toddler, I can tell you they're fucking useless. Thank you. 
A toddler is terrifying constantly. So one that is terrifying and helpful, sign me the fuck up. Oh, really? I don't have to carry all the groceries and you for one time? That would be pretty amazing, Bam Bam. Thank you so much. I'm thinking of putting my child on a rigorous steroid program just to have him help daddy out once in a while. Earlier I was up here and I was all for keeping families together. But my opponent just admitted that he would give a toddler steroids. How can we trust this man? As a former early childhood educator, I was. That's weird. Uh, but I was. I'm a preschool certified teacher in Massachusetts, everybody. Uh, listen. The biggest thing about young children is you gotta socialize them. And it's not about putting them to work, making them slaves. Let kids be kids and don't force them to lift your car or carry your groceries or fight your enemies, which my <laughs> opponent would gladly have all of your children do. If you have to spend half your minute convincing a room full of people that someone actually trusted you with a child, maybe not the most reliable source of information. No, they did give me a child. I swear to God, I have pay stubs. This happened. I passed a Corey check. I swear to God that happened. He's not wrong. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not true. And why are we debating my character as a possible child? I didn't. <laughs> You're all being judgmental. And if there's one thing I have not been tonight, it's been judgmental. <laughs> Time. <laughs> all right. Great debate. I hate to even pick anybody, but I got to hand the win to Mike Dorval. Yeah. So that means we just have one debate left, and uh, I would like for our high point scorer to help me out with this, Zach Jones. Thanks, Zach. So uh, we have one question left. That's it. Mike, do you want to? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, our last question is from Lloyd Legacy Sharp. <laughs> Who asks, would you rather one night with Wilma Flintstone or married to Betty Rubble? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say I would rather... God, I think I would rather be married to Barry, Betty Rubble because that does not that does not mean that I can't have one night with Wilma. Okay, you think you think Barney wasn't getting with Wilma? Why do you think he was always doing whatever the fuck Fred asked him to do? That's a guilty conscience. On that note of promoting infidelity, congratulations on your upcoming marriage. I think that's terrific. 
So happy for you. There's no chance that she's going to hear this and think twice about you going out at night. And let me tell you something. You could only handle one night with Wilma, my friend. Betty, yeah, Wilma, Wilma knows what's going on. Wilma can handle Fred. Barney had to settle for Wilma, or Betty had to settle for Barney. Betty, Barney, yeah, that was the only one. Clearly something was a little bit lacking in Betty because nobody was fighting for Barney. I call him as I see him. God bless you, Wilma. Look, uh, Betty, Betty knows about it. She's cool with it. We're in a poly thing. All right? She needs it. She needs it because Fred, Fred can't perform. That's what Flintstones vitamins really are. Betty is going along with it just to make people happy because Betty feels like she can't make people happy on her own. All right? Wilma doesn't need any vitamins. Wilma is a walking Flintstone vitamin all by herself. Wilma is one night of magic that will bring you from the Stone Age to the Jetsons, my friend. All right. Well, I mean, once the the uh, the vitamin thing came up, um, that pretty much decided it because Betty Rubble didn't get in- introduced to the vitamins until like the last ten years. So I gotta go with Mike Durbowser winner. Ah. Good debate, my friend. Give it up for Mike Durbowser. Thanks a lot, Zach. All right. Well, hey, that is our show for tonight. Thank you all for being here. Please, please tell people about the podcast. Spread the word so we can do this more often. Um, So next week, we're back next Friday. And we will be talking about the zombie apocalypse. So I hope to see you all then. Thank you for coming out. Good night. was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, well, that is our show for this week. Well, you heard the man. Get on iTunes, leave us a review, or tell a friend about us. You know what? That's probably the better thing. Tell a friend about us. We've got enough reviews. We've got like 40 positive reviews on iTunes now. What we need is people on the street yelling at strangers, telling people on the train... You know, look across from you right now. Are you on the train? Are you? Well, look across from you. Is there a person that looks bored? Do they look like they don't want anybody to talk to them? Well, strike up a conversation. Tell them about Pick a Side, Stupid. And come down and join us some Friday night. We'll be at Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. We will be there July 6th, July 13th, July 20th. Come down Friday night. Meet us at Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. Get that buffalo chicken pizza. It is so goddamn good. Or if you want to catch me on a Wednesday night, I'm hosting stand-up comedy every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at the Poor House in Boston. Come down to the basement. You can get half-priced chicken. It's a great show. We'd love to see you there. All right, tune in next week when we're talking about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs>